Welcome to the Empowering Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Kimball Lewis. Our website is empoweringparents.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter and find all of our parenting content, including the Total Transformation Program, which is the number one child behavior program of all time. The Total Transformation Program was developed by child behavior expert James Lehman and is a practical step-by-step guide that provides solutions to the most difficult child behavior problems. You can sign up and begin the program today at empoweringparents.com. Our email address is mail at empoweringparents.com. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to this week's episode of the Empowering Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Kimball Lewis, and it's great to have you here today. I love today's topic because it's one of those super practical ones that show you how to use some of our total transformation parenting principles to help you solve a specific parenting problem. In this case, it's how to get your child to clean their room. One of the services we offer at empoweringparents.com is parent coaching. And we received this comment recently from one of the parents that we coach. My 13-year-old daughter's bedroom is a complete mess. It looks like a tornado just ripped through it. And when I ask her politely to clean it up, she either ignores me or throws a fit. So if you're having similar struggles with your own child, just know that you're not alone. Many parents who use our Empowering Parents coaching service complain about their kids' rooms being so messy that they can't walk through them. There's dirty laundry piled in heaps on the floor. There's clean clothes that were never put away. There's toys and stuff everywhere. Papers and even garbage are scattered throughout. With most typical children who refuse to clean their rooms, it comes down to this. They don't want to. They'd rather be doing something else like using electronics, or texting their friends. Some kids get so immersed in a particular activity that that's all they want to do. Look at it this way. If the choice is doing something fun versus something that feels like a chore, what are you going to choose? And of course, our kids choose to do something that's fun. Uh, For other kids, they don't really notice the mess. But just like we have to teach hygiene, like brushing their teeth, taking a shower every day, we need to teach kids the value of living in a reasonably organized space. Some kids do this naturally, but others need help. I've always thought that valuing a neat room and making it happen are often related to a child's executive functioning skills. And many kids developmentally just lack those skills and they need some help. And finally, sometimes the refusal to clean up is part of a larger ongoing power struggle. If so, your child doesn't just avoid cleaning, but resists you and pushes your buttons with most everything. And the more you try to control these kids, the more they push back and refuse. Their defiance leaves you feeling drained, angry, frustrated, and a lot of parents say to themselves, look, we work really hard to provide our child with a home and a room to sleep in. The least they can do is show some appreciation and keep it clean. As aggravating as it can be, Try not to take this behavior personally. Most kids go through a messy phase, but it has nothing to do with you or your parenting and everything to do with them. Remember that shutting the door and letting it go, just forgetting about it, letting it be their own space, mess or not, is actually a perfectly reasonable choice you can make, especially especially if you have a lot of other challenging behavior issues you're working on with your child. So this is one of those ones where You sometimes have to pick your battles. This is a battle you don't necessarily have to pick, especially if there's more important things going on with your child that need to be addressed. And we've said this before, a lot of times when you have a child with with multiple behavior problems, you want to pick one behavior and focus on that, tackle that one, and then move on to the rest. Otherwise, 
it just becomes overwhelming. So this is one of those areas where you have to decide whether you want to fight this battle. And we're not opposed to fighting the battle. This is one completely reasonable, and it's, it's a value for kids to have their rooms clean and to learn how to clean and organize their stuff. But it's optional. And after all, it is their mess. And if they want to live like that, you should consider letting them do just that. But at the end of the day, allowing them to have a messy room isn't always practical, especially if your child shares a room or if it's so dirty that it's contributing to the health of the household, like infestation, ants, etc. So if cleaning, their, if cleaning their room is a battle you choose to fight, here are four strategies that will help you succeed. Number one, help your child get started. Your child may genuinely need you to help them to get started. Many of our kids, especially younger ones, don't have those executive functioning skills I mentioned earlier. They may have trouble starting the task. In these cases, it's okay to spend 15 to 30 minutes in the room with your child, where you show them the steps required to clean things up. So for example, you might teach your child to pick up the clothes on the floor, inspect them, and either put them in the hamper or put them away. It's important that kids know your expectations. You know, we assume they know how to do certain tasks, but often they don't, especially with younger kids. They need help in the beginning. It's not as obvious as you think it is um, with, with some of these organizational skills. At Empowering Parents, we call this hurdle help, and it's a technique advocated by James Lehman in his Total Transformation program. Hurdle help, a hurdle like you're running down a track jumping over hurdles, hurdle help allows you to get your child going in a way that doesn't result in you cleaning the room for them. Hurdle help helps them get over the initial hurdle, which is typically the most difficult one. And then they're usually fine after that. So tip number one was help your child get started. Number two, have your child focus on one part of their room at a time. If your child's room is a complete wreck, then divide it into court quadrants or quarters or thirds, whatever works for you, whatever makes sense given the room, and have your child focus on just that part of the room. Alternatively, you can help them focus on one item at a time. For example, pick up all the clothes first, then pick up the toys, then the trash. Breaking a large task down into smaller pieces is helpful for any child. It's helpful for us as adults too. But teaching your child that you can break it down into smaller pieces and focus on this task, that get this task done, and then go on to the next one is a very important developmental skill. And you can help them learn this. It's always a good idea to put yourself in your child's shoes and think about how they might be seeing the problem. They might not know where to start and they might be thinking, wow, I'm never going to be able to get this done. What's the point of even trying? So break it down for them and have them tackle the problem incrementally. So to review, tip one is help your child get started. And tip two is have your child focus on one part of their room at a time. Number three, do not clean your child's room for them. If your child is old enough to clean their room themselves, don't do it for them. Hurdle help is fine, as we mentioned in tip number one, but don't clean the room for them. Don't be a martyr. Your child needs to clean their own room. Stepping in and cleaning your child's room for them actually works against you. It shows your child that you don't think they can clean it on their own, first of all, and it shows them that if they drag their feet and resist you enough, that you'll give in and do it for them. Doing it for them also sends the message that they don't have to do what you say, that what you say isn't what you mean. And make no mistake, when kids don't think you mean what you say, your authority's in jeopardy. Sure, doing it yourself might seem easier, 
but in the long run, it only contributes to your child's lack of motivation and their ability to take responsibility for things. The rule of thumb is that once kids are in elementary school, they should be able to do most of the tasks involved in cleaning their rooms independently. You just need to hold them accountable. And we've said this before, and this is a James Lehman quote. If you want your child to learn responsibility, give them responsibilities. And if you want your child to learn accountability, hold them accountable. So with respect to cleaning their rooms, you want to give them the responsibility to clean their own rooms, and you want to hold them accountable if they don't. So that's tip number three. Don't clean your child's room for them. It's going to be tempting, but don't do it. Tip number four, use effective consequences. If your child fails to clean their room, be sure to use effective consequences instead of punishments. Task-oriented consequences are often the most effective, and failure to do a chore is the perfect situation for a task-oriented consequence. Here's how this works in practice. If your child fails to clean their room, put a privilege on hold until a certain part of their room cleaning task is complete. For example, If you decide that today all the clothes need to be picked up, don't allow any electronics until that's done. Or don't allow them to go out with their friends. Either way, once the clothes are picked up, they get their privileges back. Therefore, the length of the consequence depends entirely on your child. In other words, they can get their privileges back immediately if they choose to pick up their clothes. No further discipline is needed. Do consequences guarantee that your child will keep his or her room clean from now on? No, but... Understand that using effective consequences and rewards will help them learn the desired behavior over time. As James Lehman says, you can lead a horse to water, and even though you can't make him drink, you can make him thirsty, and that's what these consequences do. It makes your child thirsty so that they eventually choose to comply, so that they eventually choose to clean their rooms because it's in their own interest to do so. Indeed, this is, the, this is a huge part about learning better behavior skills. Look, the bottom line is sometimes you can give kids every opportunity to accomplish something and they will still decide not to do it. If so, that's on them. In the end, you're not responsible for your child's behavior. Your job is to teach them, coach them, and set limits. Kids always make their own choices no matter what. As long as you are problem solving with your kids, using rewards and consequences to motivate them, and you're holding them accountable, that's the best you can do. And if you stay persistent, their behavior will come around. We see it happen every day with the parents we work with. Thank you for listening and talk to you next week. Parents, if you like our content, please visit empoweringparents.com and sign up today for the Total Transformation Program. Total Transformation is the instruction manual for dealing with children and teenagers who are mouthy, disrespectful, or resistant to authority. In this step-by-step program, James and Janet Lehman show you how to change your child's behavior and take back control of your family with the exact techniques they used for over 30 years to get kids to behave appropriately. And when you sign up, add the parent coaching option and schedule your first coaching phone call today. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Parents podcast. Talk to you soon.